What's going on with your world's Domi J. Bragg, the illustrious one. It's the Bandwagon Radio. You know how we do this thing, man, each and every week. Hit that bell. Hit that bell. Subscribe so you can get a notification when we drop a new episode like this one right here. And another special edition, we like to call this one The Rundown. This is where J. Bragg gets the chance to sit down with multiple artists across the globe and give them a chance to enlighten us about their music, their artistry, and their craft. And today is still the same. All right, we got an artist hailing all the way from Philadelphia. Yeah, he's on the phone lines. My man, L.E.S., what's going on, brother? Yo, what's good, man? How you doing? I am good, brother. I am good. It's a pleasure to have you on the phone lines right now. Bandwagon Radio broadcasting out of Charlotte. And uh, I have had a pleasure of hearing your record, I Will Never Die. And we're going to talk about the record. And, of course, we're going to uh, play the record a little later on. But let's open up a little dialogue for my listeners so they get a chance to find out a little more about L.E.S. All right, thank you. No doubt, thank no you, doubt. Thank you, appreciate, appreciate it. So let's start yeah, sure. uh, first and foremost. Les, where did the name come from? It sounds like it might be an acronym. Is that an acronym? Yeah, it is an acronym, but it's also a play on like my name because my name is Elias, but like in some parts of the world, Elias is pronounced as Les. Okay. And you know, so you know, my brothers used to call me Les sometimes or Les. And then, you know, I came up with, you know, so they just call me L.E.S. at a particular time. So I came up with something just to add L lyrically encompassed singer, L.E.S. Mm. That's dope. That's dope right there. Okay. All right. So let's talk to my listeners a little bit about your background, uh, you know, where you're hailing from. Um, from my understanding, Nigeria born, correct? Yes, I was born in Nigeria, came over here in, you know, um, not too long ago, 2014 for um, uh, education. I did my education, got a master's degree now, and, you know, but music has always been something that I really wanted to do, so yeah, so that's what I'm doing, music, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, rapper, singer. Uh, you're playing on that Afro beat a lot as well. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. I got Afro beat for days, man. I actually um, know a couple, like, you know, tough Afro beat artists, you know, on a first-name basis, for real. Okay. And any, uh, yeah. any collaborations on the, on the Verge? Working on any collaborations? With some of those well, Afro beat I mean, artists? That, that, yeah, that, that's going to come definitely. That's going to come. That's in the works. So that's going to definitely come, you know. But for now, I'm just trying to concentrate on showing the world what I have to offer as an artist as well, you know. And I'll set the stage for that. Got you, got you. All right. So uh, let me ask you this first and foremost. How did you get involved in music? As an artist, like what got you involved? What got you, what piqued your interest to make you say, yo, this is something I want to get into? So basically, I've always been around music. I really love music. I used to listen to Michael Jackson. My dad used to play old records of, you know, Elvis Presley, Little Richard, and stuff like that. But my, you know, brother, uh, you know, always, he used to listen to Tupac. You know, and, you know, some really dope people. Yeah, Tupac, you know, and Biggie and all that. And, you know, I just kind of fell in love with it. But at the same time, you know, I felt like when I was growing up, you know, I, you know, I was really happy. Then something happened, a very tragic moment. Something happened in my life where my brother passed away. And I was really, yeah, I was really depressed, but... Music was something that, you know, really gave me joy. And whenever I wanted to be in my happy place, music was something that I wanted to do. And, you know, that was just what took me to my happy place. And I've followed my happy place ever since. Got you. Got you. So definitely an escape. It gives you an escape. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great escape. Um, talking about the record, I will never die. Uh, f- so let me give my little bit of my critique, my feedback on the record. Uh, personally, I thought it was a smooth riding vibe, like a smooth record. Uh, real music is very direct, very to the point. Um, the hook is dope. I love how you played with the melodies of the hook. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, I get the R&B, hip-hop, and even a little bit of pop vibe in the record. Uh, definitely a club radio, uh, club record. I could see, I could hear it on the radio. I could see people riding around to the record as well. Meaningful, deep. I get a uh, deep content from it, uh, listening to the lyrics. Um, and then that sonic melodic vibe. I, I definitely hear that sonic melodic vibe you were giving. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and very thought provoking. I thought it was very thought provoking. Yeah. It's basically a song that speaks about, um, what, we, what, what we, Leaving a legacy, what we are, what we do here, what what we say, or when we when we die and when we long after we're gone, mm-hmm. what we say will live on, you know. So through those things, we live on through what we do while we're here on earth, and you know, it just take me taking the the listener into a trance of, you know, okay, you know, trying to do something great or be a legend. Because we all have that, you know, that need to leave a mark, yeah. you know. So, yeah, so just relating to a listener like that in that way. And for me, that's through my songs. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Again, talking to LES on the phone lines, Nigerian-born rapper, singer, Afrobeat artist as well, hailing from uh, PA, Philadelphia. Um, let me ask you this. What do you appreciate most about making music as an artist? What do you appreciate most about it? I mean, basically, I just want to, I want to be able to connect with people. And I love making melodies. Melodies are so beautiful. And just creating music and connecting with people is just something that I've always wanted to do. Now, I've heard some a wise man once told me, they said that if you ever wanted to convince somebody to do something sing it to them and you know i feel like that's truthfully yeah so if you want to if you sing it to them enough times people are going to be actually convinced you know yeah so i really feel like it's something that um that we should that that i I, I've, i've always wanted to do and yeah, I feel like when you when you make music, it speaks to both hemispheres of the brain. And yeah, it's something that's really cool. So I love it. I love music. No doubt, no doubt. All right. So who inspires you musically? You you ran down a couple oh, yeah. of names of some artists, but let's 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 really take a look at that list. Like, what type of artists really have you think like cultivated, helped okay, so- groom you into the artist you are? Okay, so basically, I love Nas, I love Jay-Z, I love Eminem. Those are the three rappers I listened to the most growing up, Nas, Jay-Z, and M. But I also love Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. I love um, Joe. I listened to Jagged Edge. Okay. Nelly. I listened to Boys to Men growing up. A lot of the 90s, you know, then also like people from the old, like Little Richard and them. I love Little Richard. Okay. Little Richard. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't heard that one in a while. Yeah, but, you know, just, just being able to blend. But I also listen to what's happening today. Yeah. And being able to blend what's going on right now in the music world and taking all those old sounds and bringing them together and bringing them in a new, fresh way. Mm. That's what I intend to do. You know, there's sometimes, even in my music, I've really studied music so much that there are some things I do in the music that I don't think that most people get. For example, if I said a word like, one of my songs, Picasso, I, 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 I was taking the key higher and higher, mm-hmm. but then why did the peak? I use the word high. And that's a practice that was done back in the Romantic era, um, you know, where, where they would use um, melody. If the, yeah. For example, if they said, and the sun goes up, sun, thanks to the depth of the sea, and then goes low to abbreviate, like, show like the sea, the depth of the sea. So it's like, there's so much meaning. Even in I Will Never Die, I use rap lines to play with R&B 
his vocals. Yeah, I, so defi- it, I definitely it, picked it, up on that. Yeah, you could actually rap. You know, people are rap. Yeah, so, um, he said, you can shoot me, you can loot me, you can take me, you can shake me, but you can never break me, you can hate me, you can mistake me for a fool. If you think that you can stab me, you can grab me, I will never die. You can punch me, you can shove me, call me young, you take the ground from money, you can still be under me. Beat me, eat me like a Captain Crunch, so you can take you up with sickness, you'll kill him, but tell him, we'll kill him, we'll kill You know, so it's all like, you know, you could, you, you could rap it, but then, yeah. then turn it into singing. You can shoot me, you can lose me, you can take me, you may shake me, but you will never break me. You can hate me, you may take me for a fool. If you think that you can take me, you can grab me, you can stab me, but I will never die. You can punch me, you can shove me, call me, love me, take the ground from under me. You'll still be under me. Beat me, eat me like a captain punch. Teach you think you are a serial killer, but take the wood pillage, a village, and you'll be more of a fight than a thriller in Manila. You will never defeat me. The long after a bond, you can get my songs and do them. I will live on, yeah, yeah, believe me. I will never die. And I will never die. And I will never ever die. Man, L.E.S. on the phone lines, Nigerian-born rapper, singer, writer, Afrobeat artist as well, uh, hailing from PA, Philadelphia, on the phone lines right now. Um, who are some of the people that deserve some type of acknowledgement for support and help on this most recent project? Well, I would like to thank the Yodar family. They're awesome. I would like to thank my family, the Jewish family, I'd like to thank Lincoln University. I would like to thank uh, Starlight PR as well. And, you know, I'd like to thank just everyone just who's been involved so far. They've been awesome. Dope, dope, dope. You got to show that love. You got to. Yeah, you, always, always. <laughs> but you got to show that love, man. I always try to give an artist the chance to make sure that they, you know, give that mention, give those those accolades out to those that have been supportive, whether it's been behind the scenes or in front of the camera or in front of the mic, however they're helping or assisting. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. That's great. You have to be grateful, man. You have to be grateful. Just so grateful. Just be, it's just grace. Grace of God. Mm-hmm. and gracefulness. Now, let me ask you this question. As an artist, how do you prepare to record? Like, what's your process like when it comes to you being ready to, to lay down a, a record? Like, what, what does that process look like? Um, for me, there are different modes. There are sometimes, like, a song like I Will Never Die, I, I have to sit down and write it because it's, I have to think about it you know, the words, you know, but there's also times that I've walked into a studio and I didn't write anything. Maybe I had the concept for the song on how the hook should be and, you know, just go in there and boom, 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 and it's out without writing anything. Mm. So there's, you know, sometimes it's just about how I feel. But I think my best song, when you sit down and you write and you really plan out the process, you know. So sometimes I'm going to think about the melody first. I'm thinking about the melody and I just put the words together. Mm-hmm. When I put the words together, I try to make sure that they match on the beat and the rhythm, you know. So there's just different times. So there's like editing. And there are times when I'm going to go into the studio and while I'm in the booth, I'm editing what I wrote mm-hmm. through, but maybe it didn't, it, it, it went off beat a little bit. So I'll just, you know, remove a syllable from a sentence or two, or maybe I had a stretch of vowel sound. There, I always leave room for, uh, for improvisation. Whenever I, for some, I'm in the studio, I'm, I'm always improvising something in the booth by experimenting. Yeah, try to leave some space uh, like for the, the to be creative episode. with some yeah, random creativity. creativity. I got you. Yeah, exactly. You know, random creativity. Like the end of I Will Never Die, the way it ended, it was, cre- it was created right there in the booth. Ah. 
Um, do you have any fears when it comes to recording music or performing? Do you have any fears as an artist? Well, I have fears performing in front of thousands of people, of course. Everybody does. But I remember the first time I performed in front of a crowd, I told myself, the first thing I said, I said, no nuts, no glory. And I jumped <laughs> right in front of the crowd. I didn't care. <laughs> you know, and I've been in situations where I performed and, you know, I've seen thousands of people. I've performed in front of thousands of people. And every time, my heart always skips a beat, you know, and you could feel it. But I'm, I tell myself, like, look, this is the cost of greatness. This is what you want to do. So, you know, I mean, you know, I've heard it been said that, that um, courage is not the absence of fear, but the will to go on. So even though I feel the fear, I just say, whatever, go jump right in. So you let the fear, in other words, you let that help motivate you, it sounds like. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm never going to say, oh, I get scared. But in the booth, I'm not scared in the booth. The booth, I'm out there, I'm performing, I'm doing my thing in the booth, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I've been uncomfortable when there's a lot of people there. And there's a lot of hating eyes, you know, and they're staring down, you know, and I've been like a little uncomfortable with the vibe in the, in the studio. Mm-hmm. But I'm never scared in the studio, you know. That's just a studio. That's how many people are in the studio, you know, how many people yeah. can be in the studio. Most of the time you're there with the engineer yeah. alone, you know. But uh, on the stage, Performing, yeah, that's a totally different thing because there's a lot of people, and you can literally feel your eyes looking at you. I don't know if you ever felt that. You can literally feel like it's almost like you're naked, but you have clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> With all of those eyes on you, all attention on you. Yeah. It's like a, a beam of like hot fire, hot lava lights or something. Right, and you're sweating <laughs> for no reason. You don't know the room is cool, but you're sweating. Yep. Oh my god. But I, I you know, me as an entertainer, as an MC, I, I like to like, like you said, I like to use those butterflies to my advantage. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I use the nervousness. I use that nervousness. You know, as as my moniker, the J Prague moniker. You know what I'm saying? I use that to to build him up versus allow it to, to make me super nervous. You know, you got to channel yeah, that, channel that right. energy. It's sort of like, it's sort of like an eight mile when Eminem to use the thing that, you know, you're going to use against him. You use it as a power. Use what you think is his kryptonite. Mm-hmm. You turn it to your kryptonite. Yeah. That sort of stuff. I don't know. I also listen to like a lot of underground rappers. Uh, I listened to uh, Immortal Technique okay. growing up. I love Onyx. I don't care what anybody says. I used to, I, I like Sticky Fingers' album to me. Um, the Life of Kirk Jones is yep. one of my favorite hip-hop albums. I like the Wu-Tang Clan. I grew up in that, too. My, my big brother was a Wu-Tang Clan fan. Okay. You, know, I, I, you know, I listened to basically, like, you know, Big Daddy Kane, you know, Slick Rick, like a lot of those OGs, guys. the legends, yeah. Gotta have the legends in the, in the, in the playlist somewhere. Sorry, who? I say you gotta have those legends in your playlist somewhere. No, 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 of course. See, <laughs> let me tell you, right, the thing is, I'm still trying to reach the level of lyricism that I picture that I want to reach. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of those guys set the bar so high, like Rakim. Mm-hmm. When it comes to playing with syllables, yeah, you know. And the thing is, a lot of I'm not for all that. Hey, I got diamonds on my neck. I got this on my neck. Yeah. That oh, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. That's cool, you know. And I'll do that sometimes in a song to be fly. We could get that, you know. 
Yeah, but you, uh, you you seem to come off like somebody that's a student of the game, somebody who like studies the craft a little more than yeah, just getting in the I booth and recording. I love it. I, yeah. I love the craft. You know, I, I, you know, even in some of my songs, I have like some elements of hip, of hip hop that I have to love with hip hop mm -hmm. and the rhyme pattern, and I'm not trying to you to to just give you like the a a a a b b b b rhyme pattern. You know, I I, I really like enjoy putting the work together of the craft and you know counting syllables. And playing with the words, you know, some witty wordplay in there, and just, you know, just being a real MC, telling, being able to tell a story and invoke uh, emotion. There's this other song I have on my EP. Cause there's a song called the song is "I Will Never Die," but I have an EP called "I Will Never Die." That's the name of my EP. It's a six-song EP. Okay. And I have like. Other songs on there. This is a song called "I Think She Knows," and it's basically an experience of what I I went through back in college, and I brought it back, you know. And, and there's some like you know bars in there. And yeah, it's R and B, but it comes off with the bars, you know. It just it's just bars, just rap bars, but it's with an R and B voice, you know. Like one of the lines that says, um. So you will hold again, will never be whole again, and never hold my thing up in your hole again. Mm. Mm. You know, so I, you know, I put, you know, I like to put play with the words, but still, even with the R&B voice, you know, yeah. Gotcha. So let's let's talk about the song "I Will Never Die." Then, how did that title come about? And that song also seems like it was very like close to the heart, like almost like. You know, it came from a hurt place or from bad experiences, even. Yeah, because I've been through a lot, you know, trying to, you know, be in school. And with this pandemic and everything that's happening right now, in my personal space and trying to reach this level of where I am at right now in my music. You know, I've been through, you know, bad managers. I've been through, you know, liars and deceivers and people that want to use you for their own mm -hmm. good. Yep, yep. That's this industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I, I, it's just crazy because I, I always want to try to come from a good place and a sincere, straightforward place. Mm -hmm. But people want to use you for their own benefit to make them look good, you know? And when I was writing the, the title, when I was writing it, I was looking at a, looking for beats online. And it started off with a beat. And I just saw the song, the, the title, one of, from one of the beats, a random beat. I saw it said, I will never die. But... It wasn't like, so I listened to it and I wrote wrote something called I Will Never Die to it. But then I then got my friend, Barton Yoder, and he played the guitar very well. He's classically trained in, um, like, music, musically trained. You say and classically trained? He's a musician? Yeah, classically trained musician, yeah. Okay. And, you know, he was he plays a, a, a bass guitar. So he okay. played, so he played the the guitar on that acoustic. Oh, so that's live. That, those chords are live. Yo, those chords are live. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Those chords. Those chords are live. He played the bass guitar and acoustic lead guitar. Okay. Right. Then I then I got a friend of mine. I played it live, and I sang the hook, and I sent it to a friend of mine. I told him I wanted him to make an 808 sound beat on it. And he then did that. He made the 808 beat. We took it to the studio and we constructed the song. And I voiced it. Okay. Well, it's definitely a hot song. Once again, y'all be on a checkout for it. I Will Never Die, as well as the EP entitled I Will Never Die. Talking to LES right now on the phone lines.
hailing from Philadelphia by way of Nigeria. That's right, man. Nigerian born. He's a rapper, singer, Afrobeat artist as well. Let me ask you this right here, Elias. Um, who or what would you attribute your style of music to? Oh, I take from different people, man. Like, I, I would rhyme like the old school or underground rappers. But I'd also take, I take from Eminem, I take from Lil Wayne, I take from Drake, I take from even Lil Pump, like everyone. Like, I try to let the sounds influence me, but I always try to stick to the basics of, like, the old school. So whatever sound that I'm bringing is a mixture of a lot of sounds. So you might not be able to place it on you. Just, oh, this original, this fresh. Yeah. But it's being unique. It's unique by taking different sounds of something that's familiar to a lot of people here. Gotcha. Um, how important to you is uh, the the right team around you? Because I, I talk to a lot of oh, artists. Man, and we, yeah, we talk about this, you know, your support system and the people that are backing you from management to PR to, you know, even down to your promotions team. Like, how important to you is the crew around you? Oh, it's everything. It's everything. Like, you can't do anything without the right people around you. As a matter of fact, the wrong people around you will derail you. Mm, good point. They'll take you. They'll take you off your trajectory of success. Mm, mm. You know, it's like nobody could go at it alone. You can't do it alone. No one man is a mountain. You need people. You know, but if you surround yourself with the wrong type of people, they're gonna bring you down like crabs in the bucket. Yeah. So I say always try to support you, like support yourself with good energy, mm. because you don't do yeah. yourself any favors with negative energy. Yeah. I'm at the point right now in my life that if I feel bad vibes, just bad vibes, try to rethink my, you know, if I want to be around you. Yeah. You know, because those kind of things they foster and grow. And those feelings, you know, they could just go into something that you, both of you never even expected. Yeah. You know, so personally, I just like it all good energy, all good vibes from the people that I want to associate with and with work, work with. No, I definitely agree with yeah. you on that one. That's, that's a mature statement right there it's a mature comment like anything negative i don't if i feel weird about you know this circle or the people i'm around i think i'm gonna step outside or something you know <laughs> yeah 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 man yeah. you know energy I mean, is everything you got to protect your energy around people that can also push me forward mm -hmm. because we are who we meet if you uh, surround yourself around more successful people, those things are going to rub off on you. But even even if they're not even successful, they have good vibes, and you want to grow together with those people. As long as there's good, like a sincere good faith, mm. then you can grow with those people, you know. But just make sure that you respect each other's boundaries. Yeah. 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 I agree. Uh, what what's your ultimate goal? What's the ultimate goal in the music industry for LES and the brand? Like, what 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 do you? What's the statement? Well, I I want to make a statement that you can you can actually in this hip hop today. You know, you can be one of the artists that you know don't have to sell out. You make or you make sense in your music, and still sell records. Mm -hmm. You know you can have depth for the art in the art, and still be able to do good numbers. You know, 
I'm not putting what anybody do, is doing down. And different things mean different, uh, have different meanings to different people. But, you know, I just feel like, you know, I want to be one of those artists that, you know, have substance in their music, but you can still put it on and relax and go to a club and chill or dance to the music. So that's what I want to do. I just want to just share a good message. Gotcha. Gotcha. Talking to LES right now on the phone lines uh, by way of Nigeria, representing PA right now. Uh, we're going to release the record, I Will Never Die, in minutes. Before we do that, though, got a couple more questions for you, LES. Um, what's up and coming yeah, yeah. for you? What's, talk to my listeners about what's on the verge for you. What's, what type of projects you got coming up? Okay, so but this EP, I Will Never Die, is a six-song EP. And, you know, it was the three songs there were freshly made. Those are the, the other threes I pulled out from my archives. But my next song, my next, I'm, go, I'm preparing to release an album. Okay. But I'm going to release another EP, which will showcase, like, more recent stuff. Because everything now is going to be fresh off, you know, um, just like more recent. And I'm going to just release it, then prepare for the road to my album. Okay. So it'll be I Will Never Die 2 or something different. I don't know yet. So we're still putting working on the actual title. But you, but you already yeah. got project. You always got music yeah, in the works. Yeah, of course. I already started. I already started the writing process. It's gotcha. Really great. Okay. You know, it's I. You know, I think you know a lot of now old sounds. What I'm talking about. I take a lot of old sounds. I take from Michael Jackson and Little Richie, and I put it into the new trap age. You know the, um, you know the with all the new rhyme patterns. And the new uh, rhythms. Yeah. Yeah. So bringing a little so bit I of bringing that old to the new. Yes. Yeah. And try to bridge the gap. The gap. I got you. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, for all my listeners out there, how can they follow you, Elias? So you can follow me on my Instagram at the real L E S. The real L dot. Dot S. And on my Twitter is the real L underscore E underscore S. That's what's up. LES on the phone lines right now again by way of Nigeria. He's a rapper, singer, and Afrobeat artist representing PA Philadelphia. What's going on, Philip? <laughs> <laughs> you got excited on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I'm excited, man. It's bandwagon yourself. I'm really happy to to come here and kick it with y'all, man. No you know, doubt. We're going to see us go all the way to the top, man. Yes, sir. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Like I said, I enjoy the record. Definitely looking forward to hearing some more music from you, as well as seeing some videos and visuals from the brand as well. Um, go ahead and introduce the song right now for all my listeners. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy, L.E.S. with uh, I Will Never Die. You know, enjoy the music. You know, it's nice, it's smooth, and it has that to it. That way. Y'all check it out right now, right here on the Bandwagon Radio. Turn us up. You can grab me, you can stab me, but I will never die. You can punch me, you can shove me, call me ugly, take the ground from under me. You still be under me. Beat me, eat me like a Captain Crunch. Shit, you think you are a serial killer, but till it will pillage a village. I give you more of a fight than a thrill in Manila. You will never defeat me, cause long after I'm gone, you will hear my songs and through them I will live on Yep, yep, believe me I will never die Then I will never die And I will never, ever, ever die Let me come at you formal You cannot kill immortals I've been a general in my heart You just a corporal With no discipline or more 
or that's in the dice's birth so while I'm here, might as well go berserk. You can call me Julius like demons, but still make it do impossible. Odds like a semen, swimming and sailing. I'll do the egg alive, speaking alive. It's full of backstabbing players that'll rip your flesh like a pack of alligators and cry tears made from your nutrients and minerals at your funerals. I'm a soldier, warrior, contra Friend, you can stand this recipe, the remedy I don't even have to use words for y'all to feel me That telepathy, through a melody Let the music take you on a cruise, something like Penelope Shake me, but you will never break me. You can hate me, you mistake me for a fool. If you think that you can take me, you can grab me, you can stab me, but I will never die. You can burn me, you can shove me, call me ugly, take the ground from under me. You still be under me, be me, eat me like a Captain Crunch. Did you think you were a serial killer? What till it would pillage, a pillage, and give you more of a fight than a thriller in Manila? You will never defeat me, cause long after I'm gone, you will hear my song. Join the show. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that bell so you can get those notifications. Make sure you're following us at the Bandwagon Radio. Yeah, man. Get those interviews in. Get your songs played. And we got another special edition of the rundown. My co-host, the lovely Miss Celeste Mose, a.k.a. Miss Media. She's got a special interview. And I'm going to throw things over to her right now. Celeste Mose, Miss Media, brought to you by Bandwagon Radio and the On Channel, where entertainment news, current events, and much more is corresponded for the masses. I'm your host, Celeste Mose, Miss Media. As we step into the second week of the Women Are series, we will peel back the layers of a woman. Women are resourceful and intelligent and beautiful, and this series is about to get specific with explaining the beauty of our sex. As I sit with today's guests, we'll dive into some of the misconceptions about the working woman, or shall I say the hustling woman. Today's guest is entrepreneur recording artist, Pretty Fine. Na, 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 na. Listen to me. This song is the most beautiful song. It's a ballad. Um, it's called Jody, and um, I don't want to give too much away. Why don't you talk the listeners and the viewers through what inspired you to write the song? Um, a Jody. If you've seen the movie Baby Boy, then uh, you can relate to the type of man that a, a Jody is portrayed to be. Mm. A baby boy. Yeah. Uh, games, the lies, situationships. Situationships. We know about situationships. Right. So I actually wrote Jody over a year ago. Initially, it was a rap. Are you serious? Initially, it's a rap song, fully recorded and done. But when I revisited it, mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I feel like it needs something. And I heard that that, that acoustic guitar mm-hmm. that 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 I'm singing over, and I said, Yeah, na 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 na. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Let me see if I can smooth this out. Yeah. And I just got in the movie, just went one take, one take, and and it, Jody. Listen, okay, so this song, um, this song speaks to me in a way that I think it speaks for me. Okay. Um, and, and without going too, too deep into it, we'll circle back to Jody because I want you to talk us through, um, you know, as an artist, how you got to that place. Because when you are an artist, you can't put out work like that without having to feel the pain of it first, then heal from it first, then heal enough to even produce the art. So we'll circle back to that. Um, where are you from? I'm from Charlotte. You're from Charlotte? I'm going to say I'm from Charlotte. I've okay. been since I was <laughs> six years old. Okay. But born in Atlanta, Georgia. So I'm a Georgia okay. peach and Carolina. That's what, that's what I say. Okay. All right. This came from Georgia. What part of Charlotte do you reside in? Uh, right now, I'm on the east side of Charlotte. But my stomach sorry? Grounds, 
Northside. Okay. Hidden Valley. <laughs> uh, started elementary school, Hidden Valley, and one of my teachers got me to sing the Star Spangled Banner, and I've been singing ever since then. Okay. Yeah. All right. Gotta love teachers that um, support. One of my teachers was my favorite. Shout out to Miss Terry Swafield was my favorite teacher um, growing up. She's my English teacher. With knowing that you have children and, you know, our children are our motivation, Connor is my motivation, I still acknowledge that there are times where my why is not enough. Um, have you ever had times where your beautiful babies, even looking in their faces, you've still had to dig a little deeper to find your why? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because while being an artist, also a mother, podcast, mm -hmm. brand ambassador, yeah. business owner, so many things going on, you get put on the back burner. Yeah. Because you just, you, you, your mindset is providing. I have to provide. Yeah. They're my why. I, I brought them into this world. It's my duty. It's my responsibility to make sure that they're good. But this entertainment industry can be ruthless. Taxing. Oh, my goodness. It's a lot. People really see only the product. Yeah. They don't see the work. I'm I'm the factory. I'm in there. I'm the workers. I'm the manager. I'm the supervisor. I'm the roadie. I'm the cameraman. Yeah. Everything in one person. Mm -hmm. So when it gets to be too much, I have gotten to a point where I'm like, you know what? This is, I'm done. I'm yeah. good. I can't do this no more. Mm -hmm. I can't do it anymore. But then as soon as I say I'm done, I get a sign from someone. Every time. Mm -hmm. Every time. I said I was going to stop before Jody. Hmm. Went and, and performed Jody, and there was a fan mm -hmm. that wrapped me in her arms. Didn't know me, but knew me. Mm -hmm. I gave her my Instagram, and she says, wait a minute, did you change your hair? I said, girl, all the time. <laughs> it was just blowing last week. Uh -huh. She looked at my pictures and looked at me again. She said, hold on, you have a song. I'd rather be with you this cuffing season. Is that you? Cuffing season, yeah. I said, yeah. Girl, she jumped up, hugged me, all, took me off my feet. And just wrapped me up. I was like, I don't know you, but I know you. I love you. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Don't stop. Wow. It don't matter who don't support you. Yeah. There's people out here that don't know you, that love you. Don't stop. Yeah. That's big. Man. Broke me down in the middle of that club. But this is crazy. I'm in here. Might be this punch. Mm -hmm. I'm in here crying. And we in this club. Right. But thank you. Because mm -hmm. of her, I'm like, all right. All right. I needed that. Yeah. I needed that. I asked for a sign. Came on time. Mm. When I think about, you know, my fears, I am terrified of um, not reaching my goals as a professional. So what what incites you? What fears you so much to the point of motivation? To the point of motivation? Um, being laughed at. Being laughed at. I, I, like, I yeah. like when people laugh. Well, not necessarily laugh, mm -hmm. but when you're the butt. Hmm of a conversation and not in a good way. So hmm. that, that actually motivates me in a way like, oh, okay, that's how you feel. Let me show you something. Yeah. Watch this. Yeah. I got something for you. I like but that. But my absolute biggest fear yeah. with this industry is losing my privacy. It's losing my privacy. So I've, I've done this dance with being an artist for years because I'll get to a certain point it's like, ah, I don't know if I feel like all these strangers yeah. looking into my business yeah. and looking at me. And I don't post my children like that on social nope. media. I don't have time because I'm that mama. Yeah. I don't care how old you are. I'm that mama. But other than that, it's, yeah, being the butt of a conversation in a room full of people that smile in your face at the same time. That is scary. Mm -hmm. And whether or not we know it, we've all been there. Mm -hmm. That's scary as hell. Mm -hmm. What do you do before you go on stage to perform? I know I can't curse. Because <laughs> I was about to. Uh, I meditate. Okay. I do meditate. Um, I don't really talk to anybody. Okay. Because. This is, this is, Zone out. You got to. You got yeah. to take this. I won't drink. I usually won't smoke unless I'm really, really nervous. If my okay. nerves are bad, I'm in the car. Hot boxing. Man. Yeah. Rolling. Um, but yeah, I, I just get my energy real clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure I don't have anything cold to drink. I'm not eating no fried foods. I have like a real... What does fried foods do? The grease. It can mess with your, your voice box. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, you can strain it. Your voice box, that's a muscle. Uh huh. That's a muscle. Just like you can strain it 
strain any other muscle. Basketball players work out so that they don't mess up. Mm-hmm. Football players are on the field so that they, you need to, this is a muscle. You got to protect it. You got to make sure you're good so that when you're hitting high notes, even when you're talking in front of people. You're right about that. You yeah. have to protect your bag. I thought it was just sugar, though. I never knew. I thought it was just, like, cold drinks mm-hmm. and sugar. Fried foods, anything oily, um, anything rich with dairy. So what do you eat? Do you eat before you perform? I usually wait until after. Yeah. I usually wait until after. One, because I don't want... I haven't eaten yet today. <laughs> I don't want the fufa that's going to show up my kangaroo pal because right. I decided to have a fufa You got to earn the meal. <laughs> you got to earn the meal. You get the nuggets when you're done. After you work. Done. <laughs> well, I hear you on that. And just circling back to the privacy thing, okay. I think even in our culture, you know, everything is so immediately accessible. And once um, celebrities got on social media, they kind of made it seem as though they were in our homes even more. We feel like we've got a, a closer direct line to them. So if you can send a DM to Will Smith, then why in the world aren't you allowed to know who Pretty Fine is dating? So it puts you in a position to feel like my anonymity doesn't exist yeah. if I want my career to thrive. Yeah, I blame TMZ. Good place TMZ. to start, yeah. yeah. They, they made it okay to pry. I agree with that. Because when you think about when we were younger, we didn't really know much about the artists we listened to. Nothing about them. Anything about it. And then when Scandal came out, I was like, that's what he doing? Yeah. Really? But even then, it was separate. We was able to separate the artistry from their personal lives. Where I am right now, let me tell you something. If I don't feel like doing the pony show dance, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Because I'm not pretty fine all the time. Yeah. That's, I I prefer to be in my own bubble Mm -hmm. where my energy is clean with my marijuana unbothered yeah i hear you unbothered so i'm not i feel like i can't sacrifice that once i come up with that formula Mm -hmm. where i can still keep some of my sanity Mm -hmm. and be as big as i can be Mm -hmm. i'm out i'm out i think it's an art form you know and we we certainly thought that the smiths had that down but um there there is an art form to allowing people into your life so much that they feel like they can connect with you as an artist um, without giving so much of yourself over. Um, do you have moments five when you are so on your hustle that you maybe forget mental wellness, right? Like you just on the go, you're going, you're going, and then your body sends you signals. Mm-hmm. Hey, Fi, mm-hmm. what do those signals look like and how do you adhere to them? Uh, anxiety attacks. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the signals look like. Well, there. But then in some cases, when when I, I feel like something is, there's a disconnect, mm-hmm. I'll start working more to kind of not have to deal with it. Gotcha. But doing it that way means that I now have to deal with it in a bigger way mm-hmm. as opposed to taking little mental breaks throughout my journey Yeah. and, and avoiding that buildup. But it, it, anxiety is how it says, hey, all right. Because even with me working, it's like you have more than one deadline. Mm-hmm. You have more than one thing going on. Mm-hmm. You have to be in 12 places at once. Yep. It can be a lot. My chest is like getting tight. Chest gets tight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then it's time to get my meditation on. I do have an app on my phone. Mm-hmm. That's called Sleep and Meditation. I'll find something with the ocean because I like the waves. Nice. And just quietly find me a space for at least 10 minutes. Yeah. At least 10 minutes. It don't even have to be 10. It can be five. But it recenters everything. Then I, I thought can... about meditation. I should probably try that. I'm about to start doing classes. I'm about to start doing meditation classes. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because I've put a, a number of my friends on. Mm-hmm. And, and even Bessie is doing Tai Chi now in her room. She's recentering. She didn't really, she can't get with, me- everybody can't meditate. meditate mm-hmm. um, because they feel weird. Yeah. What am I doing? I'm just yeah. sitting here listening to music. But I've, I've meditated to the point where sitting in the floor, it felt like I was sitting on the beach. And my father that passed, mm-hmm. I, I imagined him walking up to me and having a seat. And I'm sitting in the living room floor. Right. But I have spiritually left to go and do whatever I needed to do before right. coming back to my physical form. And I was able to get through the rest of my day. I could honestly see that being a benefit for someone like myself because I actually do have anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the point of anxiety, what anxiety is essentially is being in your head full time all the time. You're always in your head. You're always thinking. thinking. About something. Yeah. So we'll have to talk about that offline a little okay. bit more. Yeah. Okay. When we return, we'll talk about mental health and how to spot tips for paying attention to when you're having an internal collapse when we come back. 
to Les Mose, Miss Media, brought to you by Ben Wagon Radio and the On Channel, where entertainment news, current events, and much more is corresponding for the masses. Not only can you hear her, you can watch this beauty weekly on Mondays with Miss Media. Thank you for tuning in with me, Celeste Mose, Miss Media. I recently was doing live with Miss Media every Monday night, 7 p.m. from both my Instagram and Facebook pages. And while that's been a success and I'm grateful to all of my followers and friends who tuned in, we're moving it over this way. I'll be announcing here shortly what radio station I'll be a part of, but I am so excited to stay with the On Channel. The On Channel is a great network who's currently being presented by Brian J. White, and I've been a fan of this for years, so really excited to continue that relationship with the network. Some of the pieces that we'll be talking about on the show with Miss Media are politics, race, religion. I'll be giving you guys stock tips. I'll be keeping you up to date with current trends as well as entertainment news. You guys know I love my entertainment news. Again, really grateful to everyone who's come on my show in the past. I've had Burpee, I've had Kwashi Duharian, I've had Tanisha Javon, and the list goes on, and I'm looking forward to all of my additional guests. You can follow me on social media at Alzada underscore Celeste underscore Mose. Follow me on Facebook at Celeste Mose. Miss Media website, more to come. According to singlecare.com, anxiety disorders are more common in females than in males. Anxiety affects 23% of female adults and only 14% of male adults. Risk factors for anxiety are increased stress, low self-esteem, genetics, and traumas. Anxiety disorders are highly treatable, yet only 36.9% of those suffering receive treatment. I remember in 2016, I was promoted. Um, I went from being in staffing, I was a recruiter, and I stood on side um, a team of other staffing agents, and I went from that role to running an entire air conditioning plant as a one-woman staffing agent. Um, overnight, I experienced a lot of um, overwhelming emotions, and I didn't know it at the time. I was in a relationship. I had a romantic partner. Um, I had also just launched my clothing line. Goddess Clothing had just started. Um, I had my son already who was just starting to play golf. So he had his own activities. So there was a lot of balls that I had in the air juggling. Um, some of us like myself experience anxiety to such extremes, um, that we do rely on medication for assistance and anxiety can come in smaller doses. Anxiety is easily defined as a state of arousal that is subjectively experienced as averse. In addition, anxiety usually includes feelings of apprehension, uncertainty, and or fear, as well as negative thinking. So like we touched on earlier, anxiety essentially is being in your head too much. Um, how do you deal with that? I know that you said you meditate and you know, you've got your other outlets, but when you have those moments where you do experience um, what anxiety is, apprehension, overthinking, doubt, how do you combat that? How do you overcome it? Well, I'm already a Virgo, so we stay in our heads more than any other zodiac sign. Mm -hmm. um, multiply that times 152, mm -hmm. and that's my level of anxiety, and it does hit me. Okay. So if meditation is not working, if I, I'm not in a position to sit down and write or listen to music is definitely something that gets me through that, or I'm mm -hmm. taking a walk. Mm -hmm. I have to get out the house, and I have to just put my feet to the pavement. And it could be an hour, yeah. an hour and a half. I'm going to keep walking until I feel like, okay. So you walk it out. Exactly. Literally. Exactly. I touched on it earlier. You talked about it earlier. The point of being an artist, fine, um, is taking a person to that place with you, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a painter, I should see it in your work. If you're a writer, I should hear it. If you are a singer, I should feel it. Mm -hmm. And I want to applaud you. I was so looking forward to having you on the couch today. I want to applaud you and to thank you for articulating everything I have felt about these jive turkey, <laughs> jive Jody, cinema. Listen, do you got listen here. Listen to me, Jody. I am so appreciative um, of the vibrato that you had on that track, my Thank sister. You. It is a beautiful ballad. It's a beautiful song. I've listened to it while I was working out. 
right after I got out the shower, while right after I prayed, mm. while I was going to the grocery store. It's a song that I didn't know I needed okay. right now. Okay. Um, and while I'm transitioning in my own personal life from a space to a space, certain things you said and certain notes and the, the acoustic really just, it touched me. And that is what art is supposed to do. Yes, did you did your job. That's what art is supposed to do. You said something earlier when I asked you how long it takes you typically to write a song or to lay down a track. And you said it just depends on where you are with that. As a writer, there have been times where I've avoided putting on paper how I'm feeling because I know that when I walk away from it, I'm, I'm left with the inundation of the feelings. Right. You have to feel it in order to produce the work. How did you feel, Jody, enough to produce Jody? And you're not sitting here in tears right now. How did you do it? Because I'm, I'm singing about something that happened years ago. OK, so it took me a minute to get to where I am. Like you said, right. you got to go through the pain, deal with the pain, mm -hmm. repair your heart from the pain. Yeah. Um, and then I was able to articulate it. But I did have those moments like, Damn, if I put this down on paper. That makes it real. It makes if it I real. If I put it on wax, yeah. that makes it real. And I have to have to own that. Yeah. I'm going to have to admit that this this is what happened. This is how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. So Jody is actually a buildup of a couple Jodys. I can see that. The bulk of it yeah. is, is one guy. Mm -hmm. But I, I saw Babe. Yeah. A few other Jodys. Salt Babe. <laughs> a few other ones. Yeah. Okay. But it was therapeutic. As therapeutic as it is for you guys to hear it. It was that therapeutic for me to sing it. Yeah. When when I recorded that song, eyes closed, yeah. light was off. Yeah. And I'm swaying like I'm performing. That's yeah. how I recorded the song. Mm -hmm. It felt good. It felt different when I finished it. Um, just like I was telling you about the fan that scooped me up. Mm -hmm. Um, there was another woman. I went back and performed this song again. There was another woman. She said, Thank you so much for putting it out. I just left an abusive relationship. This is my first time out since my voice box has healed. Wow. I wasn't able to talk wow. for over a month. And hearing that song, thank you. I needed that. Yeah. So y'all listen, keep that energy yeah. because that's exactly what I wanted y'all to feel. It was my release and I know it's thousands, if not millions, of women that have dealt with getting their heart played with, being lied to, being taken for granted, being made to feel less than, being talked to like you are any old kind of way. Honey. Mm -hmm. And I put all of that you did a phenomenal job thank you yeah when we come back we'll discuss the toll love can take on a woman on a mission okay you my woman and the mother holds his trace i make love to you i want to be with you but i fuck other females from time to time i don't know why i do na 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 The things that were on my mind But I don't know if you really cared Or you fucking lied You said you loved me I really think you were passing time And so you got to the woman That really caught your eye Said I would jump up when you called her If you needed me there When I called you for the same Your selfish ass was nowhere You fed me things I love to hear Oh yeah, you got that I even let you hit it raw Shit, yeah, I did that Admit it you were cool with the thought of keeping me where you wanted To see your face when you hit this shit, I wish I could flown it Could've had me to yourself if you really want it And I know this is hitting home, it sounds familiar, don't it? It's a shortage of niggas that can keep it a hundred Fake emotions and life stories to get a woman I'm just calling how I see it, that's how I'm coming Go get your money, pretty game, cause these niggas be frontin' Saying I should've fucked I with should've. your friend what? Think this fucking damn relationship should come to an end 
I'ma end this fucking chapter, no need to pretend Cause, see I was there when nobody else was around you Used to think I was lucky just cause I found you Now you chopped and I can't stand to be around you To tell the truth, it was dick that kept me around you You were lie about the dumbest little shit I overlooked a lot and let you get away with little shit Dealt with other bitches texting me and calling me and shit could have had it all, been overseas and balling and shit Now when you see me out in public, just keep walking and shit Go back to mommy where it's safe, cause you ain't built for this shit I don't think you heard, I don't think you heard what I said Go back to mommy where it's safe, cause you ain't built for this shit Nigga, sing Ah na 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 Ah na 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 You niggas try to play the victim once you caught But I'm not like these other bitches, fuck you thought You acting single in these streets but got a winner at home I'ma find another nigga, make him king of the throne Ain't no fucking hidden message, it's a hell of a song Tried to tell you I was leaving, you looked up, I was gone I know it took me a while I tried to tell you I was leaving, you looked up, I was gone heartbreak teach you fine not to compromise myself that part that's what it taught me compromises making compromises is okay yeah but don't compromise my integrity and yeah i'm willing to go through yeah so you can be happy because when you compromise i feel like you compromise yourself mm -hmm. it's usually because the other person not that they don't care mm -hmm. but they don't care enough right to guard your feelings i agree with that guarding your feelings mm. emotional responsibility mm. when you think about things that you've wasted in past relationships for me my mind immediately goes to the money right mm. I'm not happy that I slept with you that sucks mm -hmm. I'm not excited that I let you meet my son that's incredibly irritating mm -hmm. but as an entrepreneur for me my mind goes to my money right my money like every dollar I invested in the dates we went on or the trips or the makeup that I put on to go to those dates with you is money that I could have been putting into my businesses and, and trying to bring my dreams to fruition. What did you waste? What did you waste? Too much time. Too much time? Too, the one thing that you can't buy. Yeah. Too much time. Yeah. Period. You can't get time back. No. no. You ever had a groupie? <laughs> like, like, like a groupie had. Like a groupie, like a, like a. Like a fine, I think you so fine, girl. I'm going to follow you to all your shows. Yes. I mean, groupie, yes. groupie. I have a couple. You have groupies? I, have a couple. I do. I do have groupies. That's fun. Are there any that you can give us a small snort story about? Give us a snippet. <laughs> um, Nothing to embarrass them. I, mean, I got I to gotta think now. Jeez. <laughs> um, I do have one that says we get married. We're getting married. Okay. Not the guy that asked for my reading sign. It's another one. There's somebody different that says we get married. He comes to every show. Mm -hmm. Um, reposts everything Aww. I do. He, I love you. I'll, I hope that don't sound weird, but I'm not giving up. And he's on Reddit. Yeah. It's messages after message after message after message. Mm -hmm. I look at him. I don't reply because by now, you, you, you know. But mm -hmm. he, he'll come back. I know, I know you see this. I ain't giving up. Yeah. You're my wife. You still my wife. You said my wife. And we're grateful to all of those, yeah. those fans, right? Until you get creepy. As long as you are, you know, just a fan and you're just sending supportive messaging and you're wanting to come to the shows and support and, you know, really be of a motivator. 
We appreciate that. It, it's only when you run up to us and think that you know us because you watched our live that gets a little bit creepy. But we do, yeah, we do appreciate the the support. What is one bedroom turnoff that you have? I'm gonna tell you right now. What's yours? And I hate to have to do this. Okay. But one time, someone wore a bonnet. And I didn't like it. And it was a turnoff for me. Because I had on a bonnet, and he had on a bonnet. This, okay, I had the same situation. It did not bother me. He had on a bonnet, and I had on a bonnet. We called it bonnet love. <laughs> See, so you the one out here telling men it's okay to come to bed with a bonnet on. Just, but I, gotta protect my, I guess you gotta protect your love too. You know what? What's your turn off? Bonnet love. Ah. Biggest when you one. think that you kill it and then you really not. And you really not. Do you remember the, uh, is it Boomerang? It might not be Boomerang. No. Wait until Excel. Remember when she, <laughs> she came with the heavy set guy and she's like, rrr, rrr, and he's like, oh, I'm pretending, like making faces yeah. around. And she's like, nah, that ain't it. That right there. He was putting on. Hmm. If I'm laying there cold, solid, I ain't even making eye contact. What do you mean by cold? Are your toes cold? <laughs> That's how you do. <laughs> you do it like that. I'm passing the time to fake it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm too old to fake at this point. Yeah, back to the back. I'm like, all right, stop. Get up. Go. Get up. Yeah. I don't want to. So we had already started. Yeah, I just we gonna finish. Yeah, you had already invested your time. You just mm -hmm. want to see it through. I get that. Thank you for tuning in with me, Celeste Mose, Miss Media. Make sure you come back next week where I will sit down with during the Women R series entrepreneur, business owner, and elite promoter, Fresh.Dollars. Remember how important it is for us to recognize and celebrate our sheroes and heroes. Maya Angelou, Miss Media. Celeste Mose, Miss Media, brought to you by Bandwagon Radio and the On Channel where entertainment news, current events, and much more is correspondent for the masses. Not only can you hear her, you can watch this Beauty Weekly on Mondays with Miss Media.